0: Welcome into Devil's Talking Padres. Do you believe in miracles, Bobby? The Padres won a series at Coors Field. First time in the last five tries, had lost the previous four, including being swept twice. It had been ugly up at Coors, but the Padres were able to get it done even after an extra inning defeat in game one. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good, Dom. I mean, after Sunday, kind of disappointed. But after this Padres series won great, I mean, winning in Coors is always very hard. The Padres did score more than the Chargers on Sunday, so... Don't care. Padres got a series win in Coors, and they're looking good. I mean, having an off day Monday before they travel to L.A., but offense looked great this series. Pitching looked fine for Coors, but overall, I'm happy with the series, of course.
0: Series is going to be in San Diego, but like not not taking a dig at the Chargers, but when was the last time the Chargers and the Padres put on the same day and the Padres outscored them? I think that's a uh, pretty fascinating night because, I mean, With the Padres not making it to the playoffs, they don't play on too many days together. So I I wonder when the last time that happened was. That's uh, an interesting nugget and one that I'd be interested in finding, but that's, I've got way more important things to do. I was at the Rams game today. I got to be in the booth with J.B. Long on Rams radio. It was a really cool experience. uh, One that I'll remember for a long time, but let's talk about Padres baseball it was a tough one to open up the series, and they ended up playing with Shamania on the mound, lost to the Rockies in 10 innings. It really made you feel like, oh boy, is this going to be another series at Coors field for the Padres where they just fall flat on their face? Uh, ultimately, there's two losses in a row after their five game winning streak, and all of a sudden, their lead in the wild card race fell to two. Uh, you really Started to question things, whether or not the Potters are going to make the playoffs or not, but they're able to pull through otherwise. But what stood out to you in this game?
1: In this game, I mean, other than, of course, Marajon losing the game, I mean, I did not expect Sean Manai to have a great start in cores, but the bullpen looked really good for most of the game. The five through ninth inning, complete shutout in cores. Wilson, Pierce Johnson, Luis Garcia, Robert Suarez all pitched at least one inning, shutout. Few walks between those guys, but no, but only one hit between the four of those guys from pretty much most of the game. But bullpen looked really good until Morai home came in, and of course, there was a runner on seconds, so it was not his man on base. But the bullpen looked really good. Offense didn't look that great, only six hits, one for six of runners in scoring position. Soto, the only guy with multiple hits, he did have two, so it was good to see Soto have a good game. But other than that, the bullpen is really the only bright spot in this game pretty much until, of course, the 10th inning. Soto's
0: been hitting the ball really well of late, and it's about time. This is Soto, the Soto that the Padres were expecting, and once he continues to keep it going, along with Manny Machado, who's has continued his MVP tear up in Coors, uh, first time back there since he rolled his ankle. Uh, it, it, it's just been really encouraging to see that Jake Cronenworth even had a good series as well. But yeah, another start for Sean Mania, and I, I wouldn't say he pitched well three and two thirds three earned runs. I'd imagine he's going to get one more start in the Padres' last nine games. I would like to think that after the off day, they're going to uh, fix up the rotations that way. He doesn't have to pitch against the Dodgers, uh, then can pitch game one against the White Sox, and maybe the last game against the Giants too, especially if he's not going to pitch in the playoffs. But uh, Minaya, once again, wasn't that good. You mentioned it. The bullpen was absolutely locked down until Murray Hone allowed that unearned run. And Daniel Bard, he, he locked things up again. Uh, Bard has really killed the Potters this year. He's killed most of Major League Baseball, and especially the NLS, but Bard has been really good against the Potters. One for six with runners in the scoring position, once again. That number needs to get better, but boy, did it get better as the series went along. Next game, the Potters were able to come away with a 9-3 victory in that series, or in that game. They went five for 11. Uh, only left six runners on base. And when he can score nine runs and only leave six runners on base, that is a very impressive offensive performance. The middle of the order really carried the way. Profar and Soto set the table for Machado and Gruneworth, who combined for five runs batted in. Austin Nola uh, got a double in which he later came around and scored the first run for the Padres back in that third inning. But to see the Padres respond after falling down early, it's cores you're going to score, but I see them respond in a good way. And then that seventh inning exploded for six. You Darvish with another quality start continues to tack on six innings and in less than three runs in just about every single start.
1: And, um, and the thing about this game, 10 hits, zero home runs for the Padres, although they did have nine runs at Coors, zero of those were home runs, which honestly I like. That's a good thing. I know they're not hitting home runs, but they're getting hits. They're piling on hits and their play discipline look great this game they drew six walks the first four guys in the order all had a hit all had a walk and pro Farmany manny and Cronworth all had two hits apiece so great performance by the by the lineup in this game and then the pitching looks really good too of course pitching cores will always be tough after you allowed that run in the first inning he allowed one more in the fifth but other than that he looks great six innings two runs only one walk and eight strikeouts he looks really good luis garcia pitched the sixth, seventh Luis Garcia pitched the seventh inning, almost had an immaculate inning until the last pitch. But, of course, nine pitches, nine strikes, two strikeouts. He looked really good. Tim Hill did allow a run later in the game, but once the Padres scored six in the seventh, it was pretty much over. And then Salmon pitched the ninth, and he looked solid.
0: It was good to see a goal ascending from Stan. don't really know if he's going to be a part of this team, whether it's at all or in a big role come playoff time. So any innings the Potters can get from him, especially scoreless innings can be big. And that Tim Hill run, I believe ended his really long scoreless streak. Um, most of the situations he had been coming in were uh, inherited runners or a couple outs in the inning, one or two outs, and just needed to get a couple outs. But for him to come in in this full inning, I don't think that's his primary role. Obviously when you're up by, Seven runs in the eighth inning and you're just looking for an inning. Tim Hill can be a guy for that spot. Hasn't been his primary role for the Padres, but sucked to see him allow a run. He had been really good as of late. And then, yeah, Luis Garcia had struck out the first two guys on three pitches and then was up 0-2. I forget who it was against. And the dude had a weak infield pop-up. One of the more dominant bullpen outings I've seen from a Padres reliever. He's been doing a lot better of late and he's definitely a guy that I know I trust when he comes in the game. And I know Bob Melvin feels the same way. Moving on into the final game of the series, an explosion from the Padres offense early, three in the first and four in the third. Really encouraging stuff to see the Padres jump out to an early lead in this game. Unfortunately, the Rockies started to come back, but then five runs in the eighth propelled the Padres. To a 13 to six win, 17 hits. Talk about a happy flight. You gotta be feeling really good coming off of this game.
1: And for this game, like you said, it's just an offensive explosion by the Padres, 17 hits, 13 runs, Kim with three hits in the leadoff spot, Soto with two runs, I mean so Soto with two hits, two walks and two runs, Manny with two hits and three RBIs, Drury two hits, Myers two hits, Profar two hits, and Campusano two hits. I mean, everyone in the lineup was really hitting. Pretty much everyone in this starting lineup had a hit. And They just looked really good. Drew five walks as well, and they just got to Freeland early, often and early seven runs in the first three innings. They looked really good. And Clevenger, I mean, didn't look good at all. 80 pitches over four innings, allowed five runs, eight hits. But other than that, I mean, that's Coors. It's going to happen. But the the Padres offense finally actually took a a huge leap in this game. And, of course, it it wasn't Coors, but double digits to finally explode at Coors was awesome for this lineup
0: you know that they're not going out there and saying, oh, well, it was It's done like that offensive performance minors I mean, it, it's all about confidence. And for the Padres to rebound after that first loss, have two good offensive performances. And for the most part, good pitching performances. Uh, Mike Clevenger wasn't good again. Four innings, five earned runs. He just can't pitch deep into a ball game right now. There's really no way around it. I think that Clevenger is, he's certainly not going to start uh, unless if they really need him to in the wild card round and he shouldn't start in the division series. The only way I really see him getting a start is if he pitches one of the early games in the NLCS and the Potters, of course, first have to make the playoffs and then second would have to get there. And you'd have to like piggyback him or Mania because there's no way you can trust Clevenger or Mania. And I really don't think the Potters are going to want to rock with the three-man rotation uh, coming off of two playoff series uh, in a seven-game series, so one possible way is to piggyback those guys and use them out of the bullpen leading up to that. But I, I, I really can't trust Mike Clevenger right now. And it's funny because you and I, before the season, early in the season, we're like, "All right, I, we're not expecting much at him." And he was good in the first half. We're like, "All right, you know this is nice. We're glad to be wrong." And ever since then, has he he's been bad. There's really no way around it. Uh, you can really sense that. His arm's probably getting tired. I don't know that for sure. Just an assumption, but only two strikeouts. It is coors, so you gotta take it with a grain of salt, of course. Um, we would be reminisced if we didn't mention that, but Steven Wilson, good heading. Era down below three now, 2.94. Talk about a good rookie season. Chris Johnson with us, another scoreless frame. Robert Suarez with another scoreless frame, 2.490 right. Another impressive rookie for the Padres Bullpen. Another school ascending from Craig Stammen. Good to see that. Definitely want to get him in those spots to save innings. But Nick Martinez kind of continues to struggle. Yara climbed up to a 3.4. I think Martinez has been a little overworked of late, and you definitely want to try and limit his innings when necessary and when possible over this final week and a half of the season. You, of course, need those wins to get in the playoffs, but Martinez definitely struggling. I think it has something to do with, and
1: being worked a ton out of that bullpen. Yeah, but I'm really glad with how the bullpen played in this series. Pitching this well at the end of the year, especially in Coors, but just in general, you give the Padres rotation a lot of confidence as well when they come out of the game, knowing that the bullpen has been looking really good. I mean, you, me- you mentioned all the guys you pitched on Sunday, but Wilson, Johnson, Suarez, those guys will be huge guys for this pu- for this Padres bullpen in the playoffs, pitching 6th, 7th, 8th inning, and of course, probably going to be Hayter for the ninth because he's looking really good, but it just give me a lot of confidence in this bullpen for what will happen at the end of the season and entering the possible playoffs.
0: Yeah, it, you can't think about it until you get there, but it's definitely something that you want to think about. Given the fact that the Padres' magic number is now six with nine games to go, so either six total wins or Brewers losses, either one of those decreases the magic number by one. Your, the Padres make the playoffs; they're going to clinch it. At Petco Park, you really hope that it's not clinched like during the middle of a game because of a Brewers loss. I mean that that's kind of like the worst way, but you kind of get the feeling that that's how the Padres would clinch their first playoff berth in front of fans in seventeen, not sixteen years, would be during the middle of a game where you can't like really have that full celebration with the players like going on the field and like yeah, I I. I can imagine it. The players are just like running around, high-fiving all the fans. It'll be a cool moment. It'll happen at Petco Park and really hopeful that it can happen after a Padres win. It needs to happen, but magic number six.
1: And of course, with a possible first-round matchup that looks likely in Atlanta, all three games will be there, but not worried about that. Yeah, got to get there first, like you said, but say they do advance, I mean, that's home playoff appearance for the Padres with fans. So, That'll be exciting to see and don't want to look too too early ahead because still got a lot of work to go, but God, that'd be so fun to be there.
0: It's got a long way to go to get there. So not, not really thinking about that, but an impressive series for the Padres now are going to be facing the Los Angeles Dodgers at home. Final time they'll be facing them in the regular season. Playoff series, certainly a possibility if the Padres do move on. They have to make it there, and then if they do win uh, in the playoffs, uh, certainly a possibility, given that the Dodgers are going to get that first-round bye. Off-day Monday, three-game series starting Tuesday. Blake Snell, Joe Musgrove, and then we're not exactly sure yet who's going to start on Thursday, would currently be in line for Mania, but you also might see the Padres push up Hugh Darvish. What do you think of those three pitchers potentially?
1: And those are, I mean, if the Padres go with Darvish, that'd be much better than Manaya. I would love to see Darvish against this Dodgers team, especially as it could be a potential playoff matchup. But yeah, Snell, Musgrove, and Manaya slash Darvish. I mean, those three guys, if it is Darvish, are, I'm the most comfortable with. Snell is coming off, to about great appearances. Of course, his last one against the Cardinals. Seven shutout with 13 Ks was one of, if not his best starts as a Padre. And Musgrove looked... A- has looked really good his last two starts combined eleven innings one run so he's been looking really good and then shamanaya who I mean the Padres have lost five straight appearances by him one of them was out of the bullpen but he's not looking that good right now um he did look fine against the Dodgers two starts ago his last start was at Coors sorry against the d-backs two starts ago his last start was at Coors so it could be an outlier but it's shamanaya so who knows if it really is that the way he's pitching right now but yeah Dodgers pitches though that'd be great I'd love to see the Padres win this series because. I mean, after this Rockies series, after that first game against the Rockies, this could have been an awful series that could have just really hurt this team. But I was gr- super glad to see them, of course, win the series and getting momentum going into this Dodgers series because with nine games left, all at home as well. So I expect to be, Petco to be packed for hosting the Dodgers, hosting the White Sox, and then hosting the, the Giants.
0: Thursday, officially TBA for both sides, according to Jeff Sanders. And then... For the Dodgers, it's going to be Tyler Anderson and Julio Urias, Two lefties the Potters have seen several times this season. What do you think about the Potters going up against those arms?
1: Yeah, with the Potters going up against these guys, Tyler Anderson has been looking really good so far this year. 15-4 and four at the 2.52 ERA. He hasn't allowed a run over his last two starts, 13 innings combined. Or sorry, he hasn't allowed an earned run his last two starts, 13 innings combined, both against the D-backs, so not the best lineup. but. He's been having a great year so far. And then Julio Urias has been one of the best pitchers in all of baseball this year. 2.25 ERA, 17 and 7, and they've won five straight starts by him. And he's been looking really good. He hasn't allowed more than two runs since July 10th. So he's been looking really good, really hot. And he's just been dominant over the last two months. 1.85 ERA and four starts in September and 0.90 ERA and five starts in August. So he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball over the second half and And that'll be a tough matchup for the Padres in this series.
0: Both guys that have put up stellar seasons and Urias getting some Cy Young hype, but Anderson's not really uh, both lefties that don't get a ton of strikeouts, but really find ways to limit the walks and limit the hard hits in play. But it's funny. You mentioned it, the ERAs, but the FIPs are both in the mid threes. So they definitely do for some regression. We'll see if the Padres can hit them a little bit harder than what uh, what they've been showing. So that's that. As for the Dodgers bullpen, it's one of the best in the bigs. We've talked about it a lot. Craig Kimbrell still getting the majority of the closing opportunities. He's got 22 saves, but a 4.07 ERA. Phil Bickford allowed home run number 700 Albert Pujols up to a 4.72 ERA in 61 innings with 67 strikeouts, has not been pitching that well of late. Evan Phillips has still been really good, 1.22 ERA, in 59 innings with 69 strikeouts. Alex Vesia, 2.26 ERA in 51 innings from the left side. Really good reliever there for them. Chris Martin's been really good ever since being acquired, 22 innings, 1.64 ERA. Got a couple of the relievers mixed in there. Uh, just a really good group of pitchers that just go out there and absolutely dominate.
1: And if I am correct, I believe in this past week or the past few days, Craig Kimmel got removed from the closure roll. He didn't look good in the past week, but I think he might've got removed. I could be wrong, but I believe that might've happened. But yeah, this bullpen is, I think the best in baseball, not a hot take at all. Vessia Gratterall, who's just an absolute flamethrower. He's been looking really good this year. Caleb Ferguson, Almonte, just so many guys in this bullpen have been amazing Evan Phillips as well you mentioned a lot of them but yeah and for the bullpen they've had a lot of different eighth inning guys Phillips Bessie and Guerrero all, all have double digit holds so that means that they have a lot of different guys who they feel comfortable with going out there in the eighth inning and then Kimbrell if he's out of a closure role we'll see if they what they do with with Kimbrell and the ninth inning but even if he moves I mean there's so many guys in this bullpen that the Dodgers will feel great putting out there in the ninth with the lead.
0: It just makes you know that you have to get to those starting pitchers, of the Dodgers, because if you don't, then all of a sudden it's going to get even harder to score. As for the team that you're trying to outscore, their offense has been absurdly elite. You already know it. Freddie Freeman is probably going to finish second in NL MVP. I really don't think he deserves to finish in front of Manny Machado, but that's no discredit to Freddie Freeman. Uh, currently leads the National League in batting average. Uh, he's going to be the reason Paul Goldschmidt doesn't win uh, the Triple Crown, also with home runs for Cal Schwarber. Uh, Will Smith has been a great catcher. Mookie Betts for them as well. Trey Turner, those are all the guys in the top of the lineup that just are killers. Justin Turner has really turned his season around. Uh, they have a lot of really good guys in that lineup. It's very deep. The platoon, Trace Thompson has been absurdly good.
1: And with this team, since, I mean, this has to be among the league leaders, if not the most, but they have nine guys in this, Lineup with double digit home runs. Turner and Freeman both with 20, Will Smith with 23, Muncie 21, and then Mookie Betts 35. No one yet with, a, with 100 RBIs, but that doesn't matter because this entire lineup is so balanced. So, four guys, five guys with 80 plus RBIs, and just everyone in this lineup really produces. Cody Bellinger is hitting 205 near the bottom of the order. It can still be a scary at bat. And this entire lineup is just so balanced, so good. And I mean, Trace Thompson, who they just got out of nowhere, former Padre for a tiny bit of time. He's been solid with the Dodgers. So Dodgers make players better. Muncie hasn't looked back right as a Dodger, but either way, this is just such a good team and they make players better.
0: Well, even their guys that don't have good OPS pluses, 99 for Muncie, 75 for Bellinger and 86 for Taylor. Those guys play elite defense. They're very versatile players can play all over the field. Even when the guys aren't supplying their full value, they still are valuable. Chili Gallo, 96 OPS plus. They just have guys that produce. I mean, there's really no other way around it. It's annoying that the Padres have to go up against them. Uh, they've lost all five series against them this season, including the last three. Last season, that's eight straight. It's been really ugly for the Padres. It's their last chance to really prove going into the postseason, potentially, if you face the Dodgers, that hey, they can match up. Not exactly sure if they do, but the Padres are going to have to show it if that is the case. You think the Padres could win the series, just take one, or do you think they're going to get swept?
1: I mean, I think they take one. I don't think they get swept or do sweep. I think the last time the Padres did win a series against the Dodgers, that was when I was there with a fellow friend and between the both of us, Dylan Rush, when the Padres swept the Dodgers uh, at May 11 on Twitter. But yeah, Padres swept the Dodgers back in June and it was just awesome. It was great to be there and that was the peak of Padres baseball last year and the most exciting time in a short short amount of time I've seen Padres baseball in my entire life. So just don't get swept here. I think they could win the series, but just at least win one and I'll be fine with that because the Padres are currently a game and a half ahead of the Phillies as of Sunday night and three games ahead of the Brewers. So like you said, magic number is eight and about nine games left all at home. So that could be huge for the Padres. It'll
0: be interesting to see I think they'll win one. I think that Tuesday against Blake Snell is probably their best shot or with Blake Snell on the mound. Excuse me. uh, Especially if they can find a a way to get to Tyler Anderson. This days with the giants, with the Rockies, with the pirates, he's owned the Padres and it's been, especially the case this year with the Dodgers, but I got a feeling just a hunch, just something that I feel that they'll get over the hump in that way. Thank you all for tuning in to devil's talking Padres. Make sure to follow Bobby and I on Twitter. You can find Bobby at Bobby Murphy 2000. You can find me at DM Stern 19. Make sure to follow and subscribe to double Talking Padres on your preferred podcast platform. So you don't miss our next episode coming out on Thursday after the series against the Dodgers. We thank you all for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. Go Padres.